With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, that's right. Living the dream once again here on a fabulous Saturday. It is Hartman and Schwartz with you in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Here we are, Jeff, on a beautiful Saturday, and the Olympics are underway, and I could care less. I have absolutely no interest in watching sporting events in empty venues with two or three people scattered. Sorry. Been there, done that. That was 2020 for me. As much as I respect these athletes and living out their Olympic dream from a viewer's standpoint, I am done with watching sporting events in empty venues. I have no interest in watching any of this. You know, I think that's even beyond that, Stephen. Good afternoon to you and everyone who's listening. Look, because of social media and the availability of of seeing a Simone Biles routine now, right? Right. It doesn't feel like I, I, I have to watch it, right? Because guess what? If she has a great routine, I'm using her for example, because we know how special she is as a gymnast, I can see it on social media 15 seconds after it happens. And I don't feel the need to have to sit and watch an entire gymnastics telecast to find the one or two gymnasts I want to watch. I don't have to sit and wait for something to happen. I can go on my phone and find it. Or, by the way, we see it all the time now, right? Like, I've seen Simone Biles' routine hundreds of times now. And so I'm, I'm using her as an example, obviously, because, again, she's well-known. It could be anything. You talk about men's, men's basketball. We just watched the NBA Finals. I'm over basketball. I don't want to watch basketball right now, right? Like, you go for all of this. And we have so much access to this. Like, I watched almost all the Olympic trials for track and field just because it was on, I think, while I was working. Yeah. And it was on the background. We used to not have access to all this. This is why I feel like all-star games, especially in Major League Baseball, are just not as funny anymore. I watch the American League play all the time now. Growing up as a kid, as a Giants fan, 
I rarely saw the American League play. I looked forward to the All Star Game to see a player that I had heard was great, or that I might have, mean, you know, might have seen once on national telecast get to play in that game. Now I can turn on MLB TV app every night and watch Otani play if I want to, right? Or Otani's clips are now on social media. Where in the past, like I said, I'd have to wait till the All Star Game or wait till Sports Center to watch this clip. So for me, the Olympics, like again, if something cool happens today, I'll see it on social media happen. Yeah, this is being shoved down our throats by the IOC. They refuse to postpone these games. Well, they did further. once, by the way. They did once, and they're not going <laughs> to do it again. Uh, I heard Bob Costas uh, talk about this, where, of course, for years he was the main host for NBC. And he said, look, the, the optimum situation is to postpone it when you have people available. The problem, of course, let's say you did postpone it another year and moved it to 2022. We don't know what the world's going to look like in 2022. And just like they postponed it for 2021. The reality is what we're seeing right now, we could have had a year ago. We could have had exactly what we have right now a year ago in Tokyo with empty venues and the Olympic Village the way it is. Some of the athletes are vaccinated. Some are not vaccinated. They've had outbreaks. They're just going to pile drive through these two weeks and get it out of the way. Yes. And that is because, of course, the IOC's lifeblood are these broadcast contracts worth billions and billions of dollars. Now, we've already had some sponsors pull out of these Olympics. And think about this, Jeff, for a moment here. If you look at the demographics of who who is watching these Olympic Games, and I'm not going back to the old ABC Jim McKay days. I'm talking about the NBC days. The whole thing has changed. Basically, it is a largely female audience. And the reason that they happened upon that was is they tell the backstories, the human interest stories, and a lot of what's going on, the fanfare at these arenas where you have the families out yeah. there. They're in force, and they're holding up their signs, yeah. go, you know, family, blah, 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 or whatever, waving the American flags. All of that is gone. All you have right now is the cameras fixated on, like I'm watching a tennis match here in an empty venue, uh, we just had Wimbledon. There's boxing on, too, by the we way. We have Some, boxing we're watching boxing, right yeah. now. You have <laughs> swimming going on. But you don't have any of the fanfare. All the cameras can yeah. focus in on is the actual competition. And I'm not saying there aren't women interested in that. But the reason there's such a huge female demographic is their ability to tell the behind-the-scenes yeah. stories. I mean, they're going to try to set up remotes with families in their homes in America. It's not the same. And I feel... Feel for these families, because you know this, Jeff. These families sacrifice so much to get their son or daughter to fulfill their Olympic dream. I I am so sympathetic to these families that have put years in, big money, so that their son or daughter can you know, realize this Olympic experience and the fact that they're not be able to share that moment with them in person and have to watch on TV. I, I just think it's an abomination. It's embarrassing for the IOC. They should be ashamed of themselves. It's not a good look. I mean, bad, I'm, I turn on some bad men. It's funny about the demographic for who watches this. My wife today was like, and again, she's not a sports fan. I don't right. think she's seen one clip of Simone Biles in four mm-hmm. years. I want to watch the, the gymnastics today. I was like, you do? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, tape it for me. Yep. I was like, okay. Like, you know, that's the demographic, right? Like, I don't really pay attention, but I know the Olympics are pretty cool. I'm going to put it on. Uh, I was like, okay, well, it's on at 8, I think 8 p.m. tonight. It's men's gymnastics. I'll tape it for you if you want. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, you know, I'm, again, for me, it's just, I'm with you. I mean, the fans don't bother me as much, I think, Steve. I think it's, to your point, though, it, it might be of a more symbolic thing than it is actual fans not being there for you. Um, but you're right about the families and, and the atmosphere, of course. 
um, you know, a full track stadium as that, as that four by four comes yeah. down the stretch at oh. the end of the, the Olympics is, is fabulous, right? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, but again, I think the access to the athletes, the 24 the 7 nature of social media for all the sports makes these all star events. For me personally, and I'd love if people were calling and, and if you agree or tweet me, I should say, at Jeff Schwartz, at uh, Cannon Hartman, uh, like the, I just don't feel the, the connection to the home run derby, the all-star game, the Olympics. And by the way, Steve, this is the first year I've been able to watch the Olympics since 2000. Because in 2004, I was in training camp. Right. is on training camp. Mm-hmm. Tall is in training camp. 16, I was in training camp. We, we, you don't watch Olympics in training camp. You, you know, if you're walking by a TV, you know, outside your meal room and it's on, you put it on. But I'm not going back to my room and watching the Olympics. I'm going to sl- sleep. Right. Um, so this is the first year I've been able to actually watch the Olympics. Um, and again, I, I might watch more than I thought I would just because well, we're in my office now. We're doing the show and uh, the badminton's on. Switzerland, Japan, I believe. Uh, a, a contest that uh, is riveting, but I watched a little bit of the U.S. women this morning in soccer, uh, and, you know, I'll get my kids involved with it, but you're, you're right. The, the feel of the Olympics doesn't quite hit the same no. because there are not fans there. How about the fact that they're going to have to put their own medals on? <laughs> they won't even. They don't yeah, even have I, the opportunity. I, I, I mean, how's that going to work? Are they going like, to put them on the podium? You have to pick uh, them up. I it just look, everything that has made the Olympics. I've been watching the Olympics since I was ten years old. That's nineteen sixty eight. I love the Olympic Games. I love track and field at the Olympic Games, there's which is still in this, to me in, in the stands and, for swimming. Aren't there? Are these are these cardboard cutouts? Uh, no, there's there. Oh, these, the media members. No, there's some cardboard cutouts. There's some media members. There's it's very fans. limited people. I'm. Oh. It's swimming. At least it's swimming. At least it looks like not the full, not the full crowd. Well, they're, they're probably all on one side. Uh, yeah, they're, the they're tennis is empty. The boxing's empty. It, I, I just again, it, it's unfortunate. I'm with you. It's really it, it, unfortunate it, it because is. it's it's ruined the Olympic experience. Now, I want to get to this for a moment here because one thing we're not going to have to worry about is fans at NFL stadiums this fall. They uh, they're going to be full, uh, and that is Love because it. the NFL, as they showed in 2020, masterfully. There is a way to navigate, even when we were at the height of the pandemic, which is during the NFL season last year. Numbers were rising in October, November, December, January, and the NFL didn't blink an eye. And the reason they were able to do that is they set rules and said there are no exceptions. So what they've done now is they've set rules for 2021. And once again... No exceptions. When you have the power of the NFL that has a new collective bargaining agreement in place, that have new television contracts in place in which they had a 100% increase in revenue, they have all the power over the players and the coaches and anyone associated with the league. So if you think that you somehow stand out and that somehow your personal wishes will be considered (laughs) over what the rest of the league has to hold up, I got news for you. Find new employment. They will not cater to any individual in this league. So the NFL cares about one thing more than anything else, and that's their money, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the owners, um, you know, are, uh, you know, I think – Politically more conservative, right? Players tend to be politically more liberal, but we all agree on making money together, right? And now we might disagree on the percent of money, but we get together and we make a ton of money as players and as as ownership. And what the owners care about more than anything else 
is their money. So to your point, they put protocols in place last year to play, and they're doing it again this season. And they are not going to budge for anyone. And we've seen now two coaches at least um, that have stepped aside because they're not going to be vaccinated. And there are different te- there are different rules for the – and we've talked about this a lot, right? Unvaccinated players and vaccinated players. But also for coaches yes. that are Tier 1 and Tier 2, uh, the NFL, again, has not mandated you take the vaccine. But you cannot coach. You cannot be with your players at all if you're unvaccinated. So, I mean, they're basically telling you you're, you're, you're taking the vaccine and you're not. So the Vikings have let go of their offensive line coach. The Patriots have let go of, of a offensive line coach. I'm not – wasn't quite sure if he's the main guy, the assistant guy. Um, but, you know, there people will follow the protocols. Bruce Arians said, hey, look, we're going to find guys $14,000 every time they violate a COVID-19 protocol. And here's the thing, Steve. It's just very worth pointing out because this is this is very important. Is well, we've had two coaches object, and I'm sure more coaches have objected, but have actually taken the vaccine. And while we've seen players, Cole Beasley, DeAndre Hopkins, Leonard Fournette say, I'm not getting the vaccine. And again, that is their personal choice. Yes. It, it, it's a private corporation, is the NFL. They can go about their rules, right? In in North Carolina, and really it stretches into Georgia, but you know, our two healthier systems here announced Friday. If you're not vaccinated as an employee, you're out. You're out. August thir- uh, 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 October 31st. So, it's okay. It's worth pointing out, though, that that is a vocal minority of people in the NFL mm-hmm. who are upset about this. They're often on social media, right? The, the loudest people tend to be a vocal minority. 16 teams are over the threshold of 85% that the NFL wants for kind of herd immunity, right? I think some are even over 90%. The Chiefs, for example, over 90% um, uh, of players have been vaccinated uh, at least one or two shots, right? And so a lot of NFL players are getting the vaccine. Again, whether they want to or not want or, or, or don't, they're getting it done. I would I'd venture because the, the protocols are very harsh if you are not vaccinated that we will see that number continue to rise. It also is a competitive advantage this season to have more vaccinated players. Why do you think Nick Saban's team in Alabama has 90% of their players vaccinated? Why do you think Dabo Sweeney came out of Clemson? I am vaccinated and my team is getting to that 90, 100% threshold. Why do you think the best teams in all of football, college and NFL, right? The Chiefs, 90% vaccination rate. The Steelers, by the way, have had great leadership for years and years and years. They're one of the best, you know, the highest number of teams. Bruce Arians, very vocal about, you better get vaccinated. Why do you think all the top programs and top coaches in the sport are pushing it? Because they know it's a competitive advantage. If you're the Bills right now, who have had players be very anti-vax stance and again personal choice you can do what you want but let's say that the wide receiver room in buffalo has three or four guys that are unvaccinated it feels very likely one of them might get covid that that room is out for two weeks they cannot play for two weeks steve so the bills will go into a game with practice squad guys or guys that they sign off the street and they might lose one or two games because they don't have a wide receiving core and guess what those one or two games might cost them the AFC East and might cost them a shot to have the one seed and that buy in, in in the AFC playoffs so that's why this is important if you are a and I know that no no players on the bubble are listening to our show right now because they're preparing for camp but if you are a player 
on the roster bubble and you do not get vaccinated, that is a bad business decision. Because if you are a player who's on the bubble and they are choosing between two players of similar talent and even maybe the unvaccinated player is better than, than the vaccinated player, you're not making the team if you don't have the shot. They're not – the 48th guy on, on, on the roster, Steve, is yeah. not ruining yeah, the and, season for the team. And if they were trying to take legal recourse, in other they words, can't. you know, prove it. They can just come back oh, and that, say, yeah. no, I mean, they, we just made a choice. This guy was better than this guy, and that was that. Well, yeah, I mean, we that, didn't, yeah we, that this can't. had nothing to do with their COVID situation. No, there's no way they can, you know, the coaching, obviously, you can prove it more, I think. Correct. Right? You're not going to fire a coach right now yes. for that. But for players, yeah, you, you can't prove that you were released for, for but COVID. Even, but even in the coaching can, situation, what recourse do you have? You have no recourse. I mean, you could, I, I mean, and, I and by the way, that, guess what? The NFL would come off to you full throttle, all right? And you don't want to go up against the NFL. But also the NFL, the NFL like, the, like the Vikings and the NFL Council, I would imagine, shared an email before they fired the coach. Okay. Like they, they, they know what they're doing. All right, they're not so, going to be sued for this. Okay, I want to continue this on the other side, but I want to get into what's, what is coming out of the players' union. So the union is not exactly happy with this idea about forfeiture of games in which both teams do not receive a game check for these games. So what's coming up between maybe a few battles down the road between the players' union and the NFL, and how is this going to affect the NFL season? We're going to tell you coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play steve arvin jeff schwartz with you on this saturday you're right jeff there are people watching at the swimming venue and we're still trying to figure out who they are i know right (laughs) because there is nobody at the boxing arena there's nobody at the tennis arena but there are some people in the seats of course we're only seeing a lower level so we don't know what's above them or how big that arena actually is but um 
Yeah. All right. So, and by the way, that's another thing. I have friends of mine, Jeff, over the years in the media that go to every Olympics. Like, they always find a way to get credentialed and fly to the Olympics. Even when the Olympics were here in Los Angeles in 1984, which was the year that I started working for the Raiders, uh, I was 26 years old. I had no interest in actually attending a single Olympic event, nor would I have any interest in going to an Olympic city. I mean, to me, the Olympics is about watching them and and going you know from one event to another event, watching it. It's a, it's a TV experience, much like the Super Bowl. You know, I've I've actually covered 26 Super Bowl weeks, credential for 26 Super Bowl weeks over the years, but I've only stayed for four games, and that's because I couldn't get out of it. And I always feel like those are the four Super Bowls I missed. Like, even though I was at the game, I feel like I missed it. Because yeah, I've been to one Super Bowl. It was a team I was rooting for, so it made it easier. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you miss – I don't watch the Super Bowl for the commercial, so that's never one no. thing I miss. But, you know, the, the bathroom and your own couch and yes. your own food, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, let's, uh, let's follow up. We're talking about what's going on with the uh, NFL right now. And in terms of how this – COVID situation is a potential divider of teams, uh, really a big part of it. But also, the NFL came out with a memo that ramped up the pressure on the unvaccinated players by saying that if a team has to miss a game, let's let's say you 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 cancel a game and they can't make it up, then it's going to be a forfeiture. And that both teams involved in that forfeiture would not get paid. They would not get checks. And the union remained quiet when the memo came out. But behind the scenes, scenes, a lot of people are saying in the union, wow, is that tactless or what from the owners to pull something like that? Now, remember, we didn't have a forfeiture last year. And nor are we likely to have a forfeiture this year. So why exactly would the NFL come out with a memo like that saying, well, if it leads to a forfeiture, guess what? Neither team is going to get paid for that game. Why was that important for the NFL to get that message out? Well, it was important to, to, to pressure the players into, into you know, getting vaccinated, peer pressure, right? Because if you lose a game check, uh, your whole team loses a game check uh, for you not playing. Mm-hmm. You're going to be it's going to be bad news in the locker room. However, Steve, this is the same policy they had last year. Um, that if you didn't play, you didn't get paid. Right? Yeah. We get paid to, to play on Sundays. Um, I know that upsets players that you're there during the week. But um, you know, you know, if you're a a um, a performer, right? You, you get paid for the performance. You don't get paid for the practice, right? So you know we get we get. Well, I mean, technically, you get paid for the practice, but you you don't get explicitly paid for the practice, right? The practice leads to performance, and you get paid to perform. We get paid to play football games. If we don't play the game, then you're not going to get paid. So same thing that, that happened last year. Just we didn't we didn't see a delayed. Excuse me, we didn't see a canceled game. We saw a lot of shifting. Uh, of the schedule. And the reason why the NFL is doing this is because they are not going to cancel a game this season. They are not going to move the schedule. They are not going to do it. They are going to keep the schedule as is. They're going to keep moving along. And if your team is not vaccinated, you lose a game check. It's that simple. And whether I agree with it or not, I think it's a pretty harsh penalty for the other team who's able to play, right? If you're able to play, why do you not get paid for the week? Um, But, Again, they're doing this because they're trying to pressure the players into in uh, to getting vaccinated as they pressure the coaches into doing it. I, I would be 
shocked if not every owner was vaccinated at this point uh, at their age um, and whatnot. So I think that most of the NFL is. We know that a lot of players are getting vaccinated. There's a vocal minority. This is another reason to uh, for players to go get their vaccine shots. All right. I want to get uh, to this. Uh, I'm going to save a big story here coming up after the uh I know what's trending, but uh, the idea of uh, here in Los Angeles, by the way, masks are back. Okay. Uh, I was reminded that I was working out this morning and sorry, got to put that mask on again while you're working out at the gym. Of course, a lot of people just drape it around their neck, but they were pretty uh, stringent. No, put that mask back on while you're working out here at the gym. Otherwise, we're going to have to shut down the gym and we don't want to do that. Uh, Getting back to these outdoor venues. And, for instance, here in Los Angeles, where they didn't have a single fan attend either a Charger or a Rams game, they're anticipating, hoping, obviously, to make up for last season with a packed stadium for all their games. I felt normal for Chargers fans, though. Well, but here's the thing about the Chargers. They sell the tickets to the other teams. I found it interesting. (laughs) They really did a doozy. Did you see the Chargers schedule? Their first two regular season games at home are against the Cowboys and the Raiders. Oh, they're screwed. I mean, you oh, know it's, it's all Cowboy fans. It's going to be all Raider fans. I mean, they're really punching them right in the chin to schedule those as their first two home games in which they actually have fans allowed against the Cowboys <laughs> and against the Raiders. Uh, the the stadium is going to be taken over by Cowboy and Raider I, I fans. I mean, even if they play the, the Chiefs at home, the Chiefs have, have, have uh, you know, the, they call it what like um, like Kansas City West. I mean, yeah. Oh you no, no, no. The well, old Quail Com. It was well. There's no packed. real. There's no real fan base in L. A. Period for the Chargers. You know that as well as in, I do. Even in San Diego, there was no. No, geez, it was an evaporating packed. fan base uh, in yeah. San Diego. But what if what if they decide here in L. A. Oh no, 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 no. No, you're not going to be able to have a full stadium. That's not happening here. We're going to. Uh, well, we'll give you 25. percent Everybody has to wear a mask. And they're looking around the rest of the league like, you got to be kidding me, right? Especially if you're Stan Kroenke and you just poured $5 billion into that stadium. It's, um, I don't think it's likely, but I think that it is something we should discuss, right? So this week mm-hmm. I'm coming to LA for the Pacto Media Day. I'll yes. fly tomorrow, mm-hmm. and the Pacto Media Day is Tuesday. And when I saw the, ma- the mask mandate come out, look, I'll wear my mask, I'll follow the rules. Uh, I'm vaccinated, I feel great about it, I have no problem saying that. Um, but you know, I uh, and, and you need you know you need to be vaccinated to uh, to do more. You kind of, kind of have more freedom at, at Media Day also. So um, okay, I'll follow the rules, of course, but. My my first thought was about image, right? Mm-hmm. You have these media days for the SEC and for the Big 12, and we'll talk about all that in a second, right? And the Big 10, and they're these huge festivities and huge stadiums, and the, you know, the TV crews are there, the radio crews are there. Everyone's having a great time. It feels like we've moved past Corona, which I know um, uh, is not always accurate, but it feels that way watching the telecast. We're getting ready for football season. And now we'll turn on Pac-12 Media Day. And I got a note, like, you have to wear your mask while you're on the radio. Now, again, I'm doing radio, not TV, but there's going to be Pac-12 Network there. Yep. Fox will be there. ESPN will be there. And we're going to have our masks on again. Yeah. And the imagery of that after the Pac-12 played a, a truncated season um, is not good. Mm. It is not helpful. And I know there are people that, that disagree with me on that, but as someone who covers the conference and lives out east, um, and if the same is said for the Chargers and for the Rams and for the Bruins and for the Trojans, um, 
it's not going to be good news for any of those uh, schools or programs or franchises. I agree with you, and that's it's a it's a potential problem, and it's a growing problem because some of the COVID numbers are going up on the West Coast. All right, we'll get to that. Plus, what's in a message? We got this huge story coming out of Green Bay, but first, let's find out what's trending right now as we welcome in Mr. Ralph Irvin. Ralphie, how are you today? Just feeling olympic steve wow you and your love affair with the olympic games it is glory at its highest honor i did is see uh, dr jill there biden is. dr jill biden's in attendance at the swimming event sure. first ladies there so there's okay. olympic golf there Seriously, is olympic kind of golf. kidding yes no. no this is the second uh, year that it's been back in the modern olympics yes okay how much did you watch the last time it's not started yet. It starts oh. uh, later this week. Oh, later this week. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Did you watch, uh, you know, when Justin Rose won the goal? Was that exciting to you last night? I thought it was quite exciting. It was tragic what happened to that golf course as soon as the Olympics abandoned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened to that golf course? It's overgrown and filled with uh, giant rodents. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. The Olympics... Like if you host the Olympics, it's it's actually ends up being bad business because you all the stadiums you all that money you spent they just go to waste. Well, if you build them, that's the problem. That's why, that's why LA, LA is perfect. That's why perfect. LA is perfect. Agreed. Yeah. LA didn't don't have, have any overhead it. because they, they just tr- used existing venues. LA needs a track stadium, I think, for the Olympics. Right? That's it. Well, they converted the Coliseum into a track stadium. There was a track at the Coliseum back right, in those gone days. Now. It's gone. Right. Yeah. So, so, what, so and they will convert it. Uh, they will convert a stadium back, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not building a new stadium. So Correct. Yeah. It's, you know, some work. It's perfect. No, I agree. I agree. That's where the Olympics should be. Just like the World Cup where (laughs) it was the highest attended World Cup ever. But I digress. There is Major League Baseball going on right now. Wilson Contreras has just belted a solo home run. His 15th of the year. And the Cubs with a 2-0 lead over Arizona. They are now in the bottom of the fourth inning. Her second game of the day coming up 4 o'clock Eastern. The Yankees playing at Boston. And as mentioned, the first Olympic Saturday is in the books. Lots of team action for the United States. The American water polo team sinking Japan 25-4. Women's soccer bouncing back from a loss earlier in the week to Sweden. They crushed New Zealand 6-1. Men's volleyball sweeps France in three sets. Softball is 3-0 in their tournament play. They win 2-0 over Mexico. The Olympic medal standings, eh, not so good for the United States. Uh, China are already leading with three gold and a bronze. The U.S. has nothing mm. yet. No, no medals. No, no medals yet. Mm. No medals yet. Mm. How dare us. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, I would talk to the uh, gambling expert that is Jeff Schwartz and wondering, yeah. you know, what the over-under is on uh, the U.S. Does anybody uh, care about, you know, medal counts <laughs> matter back when we were going against the Soviet Union and the East Germans. You know, when that when that whole dynamic was going on, the Cold War, then we cared about medal counts. I do we care anymore? I mean, I would like us to be on top. I, yeah. I, I think that's like I'm not gonna. It's not gonna make or break my day. Right. Um, there there are. But in Olympics, those days, believe me, it mattered. Oh my god! Big there's, time. There's Olympic surfing odds. Yes. yes. Archery. Oh boy. Well, you Fencing, must be betting on handball. everything right now. Well, and oh. keep this in mind, Jeff. As a reminder, this is all going on overnight West Coast time. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to go to Vegas as a sports fan. Mm-hmm. You actually can be up all night watching and betting Olympics. I'll be in Vegas next weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Raking it in, watching Olympic golf. I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna <laughs> not gonna gamble in men's skateboarding street edition. No, don't do that. Yeah, that's what you think now. Do you have all the? Is that all the results, Ralph? 
That's the results for now. All right, very good. There yes, he is, yes. uh, Ralph Urban. By the way, we're going to check in with Ralph a little bit later on on a different subject matter. But right now, Uh-oh. I need to talk about, Jeff, what's going on in Green Bay. All right, so if you missed this, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both posted the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Last Dance on their Instagram. And so there are three theories about what is meant by Last Dance and them together. A, that 2021 will be their last dance. And Aaron Rodgers will come back in 2021. And Devontae Adams, they'll play together in 2021, and they'll both league Green Bay after the 21 season. So that's one possible meaning of last dance. Another last dance is that they already had their last dance and that Aaron Rodgers is about to announce his retirement. So that's another theory about the last dance. The third theory about the last dance has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. It has everything to do about their GM. Like, you've had your last dance. Get out of here, and we're going to move on with the future of the Green Bay Packers. So based on those three options about what they meant with their Instagram post of last dance, which is it? Jeff Schwartz. Oh, it's one. They're both going to play this year. So let's go to the, the rumors yesterday about Aaron's uh, retirement. So yes. I was on the golf course yesterday. I, mm-hmm. I'm on there rarely, but I was on the golf course yesterday. And I got a text early on about 11.30 a.m. Like, hey, uh, my guy in Vegas is telling me that, um, that Aaron Rodgers is retiring, possibly today. And, I, you know, my source is good. And I was, like, I was like, whatever. I'll believe it when it happens. A couple hours later, I got two separate text messages with the same exact scoop, okay? Aaron Rodgers retiring, uh, two separate other gambling friends of mine. Then then we saw all the wagers get taken down, a lot of sports books, with uh, the wagers with the, the Packers' uh, win totals and, and other wagers. Everything up the Packers yes. season. And then nothing happened, right? Rodgers did not retire today. He hasn't retired yet. Yes. Um, it's worth pointing out that um, – Sportsbooks pull odds all the time. It doesn't mean they know that Rodgers is leaving. It's that with all the drama, they know that t- people are going to rush and, and wager on the Packers. And they don't want people wagering on something where they don't have a handle on what's happening, right? So that's why they took it down. It's not that Rodgers retiring today or he retired yesterday. And I'll believe it when he actually retires. I, Devontae Adams has nowhere to go. He's not going anywhere. And, and Devontae Adams, by the way, uh, is upset that they didn't give him a long-term contract. Well, yeah, guess what? We all we all like getting paid, okay? Like we all mm-hmm. get upset when when no one pays us. Um, and and so they're both coming back, Steve. Because guess why they're both coming back? Because they're under contract to come back and play for the backers. If Rodgers wants to retire, and he certainly can retire, and people think he will retire, I don't think he will. I've said this for a while now. I do not think he will retire. Sure, go ahead, buddy. Be my guest. The Packers do not feel like they have wronged you. They have been to the, the NFC Championship game two years in a row. They have an all-pro left tackle, an all-pro wide receiver. They have players on defense that, that can play. And they upgraded that position with, with a draft pick this year and with a new defensive coordinator who should be much better than the one they used to have. So they're 26-6 and six in the regular season. They don't think they are doing anything wrong. Do they think maybe they should have called you about Jordan Love? Possibly. And that's the one thing I think Rodgers has a beef on, a correct beef on. That, hey, they did not tell me about Jordan Love. Okay, fine. They should have told you I agree with that, but get over it. Okay, it's done now. It's done. This other stuff about they didn't keep my quarterback coach, they didn't keep the wide receiver I liked, that's not your decision. 
Okay? That's not your decision. And I can see where, you know, the Chiefs bring a whole new offensive line in for Pat Mahomes. And the Bucks go out and get Rob Gronkowski and A.B. for Tom Brady. I, okay, fine. But, again, there's not much for Rodgers to actually be upset about, in my opinion. Him and Adam, guys, you are grown men, okay? Can you stop with the Jordan memes? Just show up or don't show up, all right? That is very simple. You either want to play football for the Packers this year or you don't want to play football. Just show up or don't show up. Like, stop with the memes and passive aggressiveness. <laughs> show up. Because guess what? If the Packers were to go to Devontae Adams today and say, you, you, you know what, Devontae? We'll give you everything you want. Guess what he'd do, Steve? He'd resign today. So all this stuff about last dance and who – no, they would pay him. He'd show up and he'd sign his contract to be a Packer for seven more years. So it's just like – it's just so silly, right, in, the, in this, this thing about Rodgers broke on no, the morning of the Bucks, of the Bucks um, um, uh, championship night. It broke that uh, Rodgers was uh, – you know, he, this big contract that was offered him, which happened in March. And guess what? Everyone agrees that they actually didn't really give him any more money. They just, you know, kind of that fluff money, right? That non-guaranteed money. So that's the way this gets fixed. But the Packers, this is a very important point, Steve. The Packers do not believe they have wronged Aaron Rodgers. And if they don't believe that, they're not going to budge. All right, Rodgers, guess what? We drafted your replacement already. Do we want him to play this soon? Probably not. But we took a first-round pick. We traded up for Jordan Love. Guess what? He's going to play for us, and we're fine with it because we drafted him. Well, so, like he, the, the 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 back and forth, like just show up or don't show up. Stop with the memes, guys. Stop going on on Twitter if you're. I think it was Press, uh, uh, Darius Smith and saying, hey, "Hey, I need a real chart in Green Bay." Like, just stop all this. Just stop. The thing that that drives me most crazy about this, Steve. I have to look this up to make sure I was not crazy. I know the Packers won in 2010, right? The 2011 Super Bowl, 2010 season. I was kind of going through, I was actually driving today. I was driving back from a birthday party. I was thinking to myself, like, who are the, the participants in the Super Bowl from then until now? I was like, just the Packers drama, right? The Jordan stuff, the, you know, the, the, the Rogers, the Adams, the Smith stuff. Like, this is stuff that you'd think teams that have multiple Super Bowl appearances and multiple Super Bowl wins and like this, this long success, right? This dynasty, right? We're the Bulls and, and we're the last dance. They have not made a Super Bowl in a, in, in ten seasons. Yeah, and like, uh, what, and what are but, we doing with this? Okay, the Broncos have been twice, the Seahawks have been twice, the Falcons once, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. like all these random mm-hmm. teams have been. The Ravens have won. The Niners have been. The Niners have been to two Super Bowls since then. Like, come on, man! Like, guys, you haven't given a Super Bowl. You haven't been a Super Bowl in ten years, and you're acting like you're the 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 '98 Bulls. Well. Here's here's where I step in on Aaron Rodgers, and I've said this a few times. What is his motivation to play football anymore? Is he really motivated on the idea of winning another Super Bowl? I mean, how committed is he to that? Because you know this. He has a much better chance of getting to the Super Bowl by staying in a Packer uniform than he does going to Denver or Vegas. You can't tell me he has a better chance to get to the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos or the Vegas Raiders. So what exactly is his motivation? Is he really that motivated in winning another Super Bowl? Everyone can make noise. Oh, look what Tom Brady's getting. He wants to be respected. Don't we all? Aaron Rodgers is a superstar individual athlete in a team sport. I I don't think he thinks in terms of team. 
Team is only a necessity to where he needs to be. And by the way, there have been other superstar players like that. In fact, I will give you an example of that. It's not necessarily going to please some people, but it's an observation I made over the years. I'll share it coming up next. Steve Harbin and Jeff Schwartz. Talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation, at least as of now, he has not retired. However, uh, he posted on Instagram, last dance, whatever that means. Does that mean he's had his last dance or the upcoming season will be his last dance in Green Bay? We'll find out in a very short amount of time. But getting back to this uh, idea of being an individually minded athlete playing in a team sport and how does that play out? Because Aaron Rodgers is about Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's worried about the mindset of his teammates right now. He's been in Green Bay for 16 seasons. He doesn't really give a rat's ass about their feelings right now. All he cares about is how he feels. Now, this is not unprecedented in the world of teen sports. In fact, we had a prime example here in Los Angeles with an athlete that I grew to know very, very well over the years, and that was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was an individual in a team sport. In fact, even when winning his last championship, his fifth championship when they beat the Celtics. I remember a post game, he was asked, What does this win mean for you? And he immediately went with this It means I have one more than Shaq. <laughs> yes. I mean, he looked at it as see, when you, when you are in a team sport and you talk about individual honors, championships is not an individual honor. You can talk about MVPs or all stars or scoring titles, those are individual achievements. But when you talk about I won five championships, no. You were part of five teams that won championships. But for Kobe, he thought in those terms. I'm not putting him down. It was just his mindset that I look at that as an individual achievement rather than a team achievement, understanding, obviously, he still has to be part of a team to get that achievement. And this is why I keep getting back to this whole Aaron Rodgers motivation. Like, what does he really want now? At this point of his career, he's checked every box. He won a Super Bowl. He was a Super Bowl MVP. He's won three MVP awards. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. What exactly is his motivation? Because if his motivation is still to win a Super Bowl, then his best possible situation is the one he has right now on a team, as you said, that was 26 and six over the last two years and has had back-to-back appearances in the conference championship game. So this is the problem with some of these superstar athletes that are in team sports. Brady obviously is very different than that, but for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, every time I hear him, he reminds me a lot of the Kobe mindset, which was, that was Kobe being Kobe. Yeah, Kobe has, has five rings, obviously. He does. Um, and he went to six six NBA finals, right? He yeah, actually went to seven. Seven, oh, seven. yeah. They he lost, lost to the Celtics Pistons and Pistons, too. yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the way, that Pistons loss was all on Kobe. Why? Because he didn't want to have Shaq win another NBA finals MVP. He literally shot them out of that series in an effort to be the hero of what they thought was going to be a walkover NBA Finals. I was there. I, I was in Detroit. Game four when Shaq was basically stuffing Ben Wallace into the net, and and Kobe just shot him right out of the game. It was unbelievable. But yeah. that's that's how um, you had that mentality. I'm glad you mentioned Tom Brady because I think he's a good example of, you know, the drive to win and also maybe feeling a little bit, you know, not respected by his organization, right? Mm-hmm. But he knew for a long period of time that sticking with 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 Belichick and, and Kraft and the Patriots was the best chance for him to win. 
And when it became apparent it wasn't, he left for a much better, you know, much better situation to win. And again, um, he was a free agent. Right? He was able to make that decision. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron is would be traded to your point to a a worse situation no matter where he went. Absolutely. And so, again. He wants respect from the Packers, but he wants it done kind of his way. And the Packers aren't going to do it his way. Again, they don't think they have been wrong. I want to make that point again. They don't think they have wronged Aaron Rodgers. And if they don't think they have wronged Aaron Rodgers, they're not going out of their way to make it right. Because a lot of us, look, sometimes we apologize to our significant other because we know it's the best thing to do. But other times you're like, no, I was right. I'm not apologizing. And that's the way the Packers feel right now. They're not apologizing for something they do not feel they did wrong. All right. On the other side, we love our college football. But the look of college football is going to have a big, big change on the horizon. We'll tell you what it is coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Yes, rolling along on this Saturday, Hartman and Schwartz in the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Olympics are going on. Baseball's going on. We're talking football. That's what we do. Why? Well, because training camps have already opened, at least for the Cowboys 
and the Steelers. You know who I talked to during the week is the longtime voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham, came on my show, Jeff, and sort of asked him the about the situation in. with the Cowboys right now. And I did. Did you hear uh, Jerry Jones the other day? He got all emotional, and he, he's ready to make some money again, man. He's, yeah, he's ready for life to return to normal. That's well, why he's emotional. But I I don't know. He got really emotional talking about getting back to another Super Bowl. I mean, there there's a guy that understands the clock's ticking. And when you got all the money in the world and you know, you you know your days are numbered, you don't have much time left. What right. is there out there? And he started getting on this idea of wanting to get back to a Super Bowl and he got a little choked up and uh you know, because I asked Brad Sham, I said, "Is he still, is he still running the show with the Cowboys?" And he goes, "Not, not so much on a day-to-day situation." Well, his son but, does the roster stuff. Yeah. You know, Stephen, his son is doing most of that legwork there. But as far as final big decisions, absolutely, it's still his game. So we'll see how that plays out. I mean, we saw that at the end with my former boss, Mr. Davis. You know, it was. Sad. It was very sad at the end. Very sad at the end. And you know what's uh, not sad right now is the evolution of college football. And I say that because this is something I I brought this up 20 years ago. 20 years ago. You go back 20 years ago, and you would have heard me on the air talk about that eventually with college football, and this is when you still had a Southwest Conference, okay? I predicted that there would come a day when college football, Division One at the time, would be divided into four super conferences, North, East, West, South. Simple as that. And each of these super conferences would have 16 schools split into divisions of eight. Now, think about how this all played out. This is the way I had to play it out. So you have them split into two divisions of eight each, and you never play outside of your own conference until you get to the final four. So your schedule would be this. You would play all – you would have seven games against the teams in your half of the division, okay? So split the conferences into two divisions of eight. You play all seven teams in your half, and then you rotate four and four with the other eight teams on which teams you play to fill out an 11-game schedule. That's the way I played it out at the time. Then you have a conference championship game. That would be the 12th game. And then you create a true Final Four where you have no idea, like old school. Like we don't know. There's been no cross-playing at all. You have a champion of the North, East, West, and South, and then you'd have the Final Four to get right. to a championship. That, that was my proposal more than 20 years ago. So now what we're having is, with the possible defection of Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12, which, by the way, would end the Big 12, obviously, if they left, um, I see like we're going in that direction where you have the North or the Big 10, you have the East or the ACC, you have the South or the SEC, you have the West or the Pac-12 Constantly taking on teams, expanding, maybe 16, maybe 18, maybe 20 teams. But I think when you look at the current format with 130 teams in the FBS, gone, gone. It is going to be survival of the fittest. And by the way, those schools that do make the cut are going to reap the financial benefits like they've never seen before. So that's where I see this going. 
So this is off of Oklahoma and Texas, mm-hmm. most assuredly going to SEC conference, and at least probably 2025 is when that actually happens, when their TV deals, unless they want to pay to get earlier, or they might pay to get out next year, who knows? Um, and, you know, my first thought, obviously, is about the Pac-12 conference, right? The mm-hmm. SEC is getting richer. What happens to the Pac-12 conference? There's eight teams left in the Big 12 now. The Big 12, you know, the Big 12 has 10 teams. Oklahoma and Texas are gone. It feels like we're moving forward to a four-team, a four-conference, uh, excuse me, four-league, four conferences, 16 teams, right? 64 teams total, as we have 65 right now yep. in Power 5. Now, to your point, you basically have it open to every, you know, every region, basically. So you include group of five teams into that Power 5 conference uh, structure, right? So, you know... <sighs> This is just not good for college football. I mean, I have to accept it's going to happen, right? Now, why do you but say you, it's not good for college football? Well, it's just not good for, like, I'm a, we're both Pac-12 guys. Who are we going to add? What four teams are we adding that you're like, or four colleges, you're like, wow. All right, we so got, I, you could add, you could add, you could add make, San Diego State, BYU, Boise State. Well, BYU is never, those schools, see, to me, to me, it's all about how do you make everyone, especially the, you know the, the schools that you have now, the most money. Mm-hmm. And BYU, Boise State do nothing for that. Maybe San Diego does. You add San Diego, you know, their, their basketball program. I mean, look, their football program is, can compete against some Pac-12. Well, they're going to have a brand new football stadium next um, year as well. And you know, it has competed in the past, right? Yeah, and, and they've beaten Pac-12 schools for regularly they, over the last year. Stanford, yeah, they, yeah. They've done, you know, so they've done a good enough job there. That, see, adding San Diego's market feels important, mm-hmm. but adding Provo, Utah, well, you're at Pullman, Idaho, Washington, I mean, and Corvallis, I mean, me, Oregon. I mean, what, to me, yeah, I mean, what, you, what validity does Pullman, Washington, or Corvallis, Oregon have? But adding, so to me, if you're going to add, mm-hmm. you're going to add a school from Texas. You're going to add a school from from states that help you recruit and for more people to watch so like to me i look i'm not sure texas tech is a great answer or tcu is a great answer but you at least get a footprint into texas why is maryland rutgers penn state why are those schools nebraska why are they in the big 10 for money okay so but that i mean i agree with you the look, geographical I, part of it may not factor in i mean, I mean i'm not i'm not tied to geographical I'm to yeah add. i'm excited to add nobody i mean it's gonna happen the patel's gonna add four teams I none of them to me scream like wow we, we you know Texas Oklahoma were those teams and by the way by the way guys Larry Scott the old Pat commissioner who's now out George Kolofkoff's now in yeah. welcome to college sports you know he's much maligned to the Pat 12 conference but he tried to add Texas Oklahoma in 2010 remember he tried to actually he had tried to add six teams right Texas Oklahoma Oklahoma State A&M Colorado and Utah and Texas Oklahoma said no. They got pressured basically by their their local state governments to not leave. Um, so this has been tried before. It's not the Pac-12 didn't try to do this. Those teams sound great, great additions. This just I don't. So again, I I think I think there should be a solution where the Pac-12 and Big Ten find a way to work together. I don't know what that solution is, but if you're if we're if we're forming super conferences. Monster TV deals, schools that align. And remember, this is really not to, I, I'm not going to argue this too much, but the Pac-12 wants a certain type of school, at least you know, academically in their, same with the Big Ten. Like they align, I think, with the presidents of what they want from their schools academically. That feels like, Steve, I don't know how it would work, but that feels like a really good way 
to form a major mega conference is is it maybe part of that is they kick Maryland out and kick Rutgers out and you know they go to the ACC or something and then there's sort of a Big Ten Pac-12 relationship together. Let me ask you this: Do you, How much have Utah and Colorado added to the Pac-12? Well, I mean, we used been, to have we used to have just these perfectly. I mean, you know, we had the Washington yeah, I, schools, the Oregon schools, the Northern California schools, Southern California schools, Arizona schools, and then you add Utah and Colorado. How much have they mattered to the Pac-12? Uh, I mean, for for like TV deal, just have they general, added I mean, anything to the conference? The addition of well, Utah I mean, the fo- and football's Colorado. Been, the football's been better than USC. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I, I mean, you. Utah's gymnastics, like no one cares about that, but they're very good. Mm, I mean, they're, yeah. they're so Colorado. Um, Colorado has not done very much. They're uh, a, they're a great party school. Great party yeah. school. So again, uh, the Pac-12 is going to take on teams. I just I don't really feel excited about that that proposal of doing so. What did you think of my original proposal of twenty years ago to have four distinct conferences that yeah, never region. see each other until a Final Four situation? I mean, I imagine you have no out-of-conference yeah, games. So you Your can, entire season is in conference until you get to a Final Four. How would you feel about that? I think it'd be great because then you'd be able to to have kind of those those um, mm-hmm. you know uh, powder puff games, right? You still be able to play in Oregon, Portland State, mm-hmm. in Oregon, someone else. You know, kind of. I, I think that'd be great. Because um, no, the old, all those schools are eliminated. Imagine taking right now the 130 FBS schools. Oh, FBS schools. Okay. Okay, you take a 130 current schools and whittle it down to 64. So you take so as, a, you you, you so as you have so as you have now so you have you you literally create one through sixty four all right right so and so and then now. you split them into four conferences and every game is played within your conference until you get to the final four so there's no cream puffs anymore I mean, those I are mean, all gone I mean, every one of your conference games every game you play leading up to the final four yeah. is a conference game see, we're getting there like this is what we're gonna do we're gonna have yes. we're gonna have four. 16 team conferences. Right. I was told maybe like, you know, TCU goes goes group of five or, or goes. Well, they'll, they'll split them. How about this? How about having a situation and say, well, what, what, let's say you got one of these schools. Let's say, let's use Kansas, okay, football as an example, right? And they have like one bad year after another. Like they're not competitive. And Relegation? that's. I, what I would like to see is where you could play your way out and the other schools could play their way in. I like to do it like in a three-year situation. Like the worst team over three years, if you don't pull a certain number of wins, you are out and you will be replaced by a different school. They will have an opportunity (laughs) to play. You have no guaranteed set spot in the so-called field of 64 if you can't hold your weight. I would love to see that. I think you know part of an issue for me on that, and it's not that big of an issue, I think it'd be pretty fun, is, you know, there's just, there's different financial support for different players. So, I mean, there are teams that just are never going to basically come up to, I guess that's the way in soccer, too. Hey, sorry, survival of the fittest. Um, If you can't hang out. But also, too, like, who's going to go, like, in this situation, right, Kansas goes down, let's just say. Okay. Who goes up? Oh, there's a lot of schools that might be sitting there uh, chomping at the bit. Because at that point, let's say you go from 130 to 64 schools. There's going to be some quality schools out there that have been dropped down to a different level. Somewhere between, you know, FBS and FCS. Sort of like that, you know, uh, 
triple a level so to speak right right and if you have a team that rattles off several wins and they suddenly are you know raising i mean go back to a boise state when they emerge from nowhere to suddenly be recognized as a legitimate football power we see this all the time in some of these lesser conferences where suddenly you know we had the central florida situation right okay and so then you have a school like that well, I okay. mean, look at the AAC. There, so, you have a lot of yeah, schools that may Steve, not make the Steve. cut to 64, and they'd be sitting in the wings. Steve. And guess what? Kansas, if you're not making it, boom, someone is going to replace you. Utah, Utah went 13-0, yep. 10-3, 10-3. Mm-hmm. Okay? Three years before joining the Pac-12 Conference. Yes. Joined the Pac-12 Conference, went eight wins, five wins, five wins, nine wins. Okay? Correct. So putting if you just take Boise State, UCF, whoever – and pull them up. They're just going to lose for three years and go back down. Like, okay, well that's that's fine. But we'll, like, we'll give them an opportunity. Solve it. It really solve well, I don't shit. know. Who knows? Because there's got to be a little <laughs> drop. Because I don't. Because teams get set. See, there. I mean, the fact that these conferences share the profits, even if two or three schools are really doing all the heavy lifting, and yet they got to share the bull profits with these other schools. That are just getting a free ride? No so, way. So are you are you on the boat of like of USC leaving the Pac-12 conference? Are you like that serious about revenue splitting and stuff? There's talk about USC going independent, not really talk. Just well, I mean, if, look at if that's their choice. I mean, I, we still haven't addressed the Notre Dame situation. They're going to have to join a conference. Well, I mean, they would have to if 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 we got if if this is the if this is the future of college football. At some point, they're going to have to either sure join that, or sure be on the be, outside looking in. I'm sure the commissioner at, of the ACC, and, and, and I think that's uh, Schwarbeck, right? And the right. commissioner, uh, Warren, over at the Big Ten, have called. Um, oh, Schwarbeck, I think, is the, the AD of, uh, of, um, of Notre Dame. They've called over there and been like, hey, buddy, like this is happening. Where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, another big uh, change, obviously, is in name, image, and likeness, and how this is going to affect – the world of college football. Nick Saban, the man that's at the top of the mountain, has made it clear you don't have to play in a big city to make big money. Why he made an announcement he made coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Steve Arbin and Jeff Schwartz, we're immersed in college football talk right now. Oh, oh, I love college football. By the way, from the beginning of college football, and I'm going back to the 19th century with college football and its origins and what we now call the Ivy League schools, the Yales, the Harvards, the Princetons. The reason that college football became such an instant hit for these universities is they knew from day one it was a great recruiting tool. A successful football program became an instant recruiting tool for these universities. And that's in the 1880s. So they knew this. And believe me, in those days, they had ringers. They had players out there that really were not really students uh, because of the importance already placed on the idea that, wow, if we have a really good – I mean, Notre Dame, did anybody even know what this school existed? No. (laughs) But they they had the foresight that, hey – we could do that. I mean, we could like create a a football team, and 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 we won't even make a regional. Like we'll we'll travel and we'll go places and get our name out there. So this little obscure school in the middle of nowhere, upstate Indiana, becomes a household name. Um, and by the way, when we talk about the value of college football at these universities, I read somewhere where when when Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy at Texas A and M. Based on the number of applications coming into that university, the increase overnight, they estimated that that Heisman Trophy win for Johnny Manziel was worth about $40 million to the university. Oh, yeah. Um, So when we talk about college football and its impact on these universities, it's everything. It is you build a strong college football program, you will reap the benefits as a university. So these university presidents and all these guys, they, they can make a lot of noise about academics and everything else, but nothing moves the dollars like a successful football program. So that being said, Nick Saban made a comment this week. He was talking about Bryce Young. Bryce Young, if you don't know the background here, Bryce Young was a superstar quarterback at Modern Day High School here uh, in Southern California. Yes, the same school that produced Matt Leinart, by the way. And he had committed to USC, made all the sense in the world. Modern Day, uh, I think uh, Barkley was also a Modern Day guy, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, this seemed natural. He would go to USC, and all of a sudden he decommits, and he shows up at Alabama. Bryce Young. And if you haven't heard of Bryce Young's name now, you will next season. So Nick Saban gets out at some press conference thing, and he volunteers information that his quarterback, Bryce Young, who, by the way, hasn't even officially been named the starter of the team, has earned nearly a million dollars through this name, image, and likeness. Now, why is exactly he putting that news out there? Well, it's very simple. Nick Saban's a smart guy. He understands the recruiting of these five-star athletes is changing dramatically because now when you're sitting down with a family, the family's looking at him saying, how much money can you make for our son? And the idea that, well, we can make as much money as you need, but you're in Tuscaloosa. What about USC's in ULA? It seems like they could make more money. Nick Saban's point, and he actually said this, was our brand sells. 
It's not where we are geographically. It's the Alabama brand that's going to put a lot of money in your son's pockets. So I find this interesting because, again, to get back to the whole origins of college football and the early realization that a successful college football team means insane amount of money pouring into these universities, nothing has changed, but how they're going to go about it has changed. And Nick Saban just dropped it just saying, look, you come to Alabama, you will make more money than if you play at any other school if you're at start our school. That's the message that he sent out there. It is the message he sent out there. But we've also seen, you know, De'Eric King in Miami make a lot of money too. Um, you know, I think the quarterbacks at all these schools are going to make money. But you're exactly right. This was sent out to let everyone know that, um, that there's money to be made in Alabama. But your point about football – and revenue from football is the reason why this conference realignment is happening again, right? Yes. Because Texas, Oklahoma football is very good. Look, Oklahoma softball, great, right? Oklahoma basketball, Texas basketball have been good. Texas baseball was good this season. Um, that does not matter. 85% of, or 80, you know, 85 cents on a dollar, whatever expression you want to use, is about football when it comes to TV rights deals. This thing I was arguing yesterday with Kansas fans. On the internet about it. everyone's like, well, Kansas is a national recognizable brand. And I was like, you're good at basketball, but like that doesn't that doesn't do anything for TV deals. Your football program made more money last year than your basketball program. So when you look at conference realignment, and we talked about the Pac-12 earlier, you need to pick schools that fit that football model. Right? Yeah, the, the, Kentucky the is the brand. same way. It's like, what do you do with Kentucky? What do you do with Duke? What do you do with Kansas? What do you do with North Carolina? These superstar college basketball programs whose football teams don't have the same impact. Well, we're, look, we're seeing North Carolina with Sam Howell and Mac Brown, right? Try to try to increase that impact. And, and, um, and in that it, conference, it, it's all about Clemson. Sure, sure, it is. It is. I understand that. Um, you know, but you know, look, UCLA football, right? I mean, everyone's excited for what what might happen this season with Chip, but he's not going to he's not going to win. Are they the excited? Conference. You keep telling me I should be excited. Am I excited about UCLA well, football? I, I don't know. I don't know if you should be excited. I think I said people are being excited. It's I just a basketball see, school. I need to, it is a basketball school. I need to see more from from Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, and. UCLA, by the way, their basketball program will be mm. a favorite to win the title this year, but yes. that doesn't really drive mm. any commerce in the Pac-12 conference. So when you look at conference realignment, it is about money because there's no other there's no other competitive reason why Oklahoma and Texas are leaving the Big 12. Oklahoma has won the Big 12 now in 12 years in a row. They made the playoff four times. Texas has actually not been really good at football for for quite a couple of years now, um, but they're going for for money, right? Because Oklahoma's going to have a much tougher road now to get a conference championship. They'll make the playoff every year in the SEC, most likely. Texas is going to have a really tough time to win as many games as they think in the SEC conference. They just got to get the right coach. Mac Brown came in there and was able to get Texas back Sark, on tap. People think Sark could be that guy. I, I'm curious to see if, if he will be that guy. But I know SEC, I know one thing about the University of Texas and that athletic department. Money-wise, it's the top of the mountain. There yes, is not a correct. richer athletic department than the yes. University of Texas. And they'll be even richer now going to the SEC if yep. they win football games. I think they're looking at a couple of years of six, seven, eight wins and mm-hmm. pretty unhappy. The, the reason why Oklahoma and Texas will struggle in the SEC, mm. for the most part, is depth, especially in the lines. Right? Oklahoma has a fantastic offensive line. Mm-hmm. They, they've been great for years now. It's a little different when you play SEC defensive lines every week. Yeah. And then what happens to your depth, right? If you if you're a defensive lineman um, on you know Texas and Oklahoma, 
if one guy gets hurt, mm-hmm. it's hard to find that second guy. In Alabama, if one D tackle gets hurt, guess what? You put the next five star guy in. Well, I just and- go back to Nebraska <laughs> moving to the Big Ten. How'd that work for Nebraska? Nebraska yeah, and, completely fell off the map. Completely. Yeah, and, and this is something that, you know, I was talking to some buddies this week. Uh, ACC Media Day was here in Charlotte. I went out with, uh, they're asking about Oregon's playoff chances. I said, look, I don't think this year, I think we next year is really the year when we kind of have our entire roster of four- and five-star guys. Our quarterback situation is a, a little different. But I was talking about, like, defensive tackle, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle. We have two We have two guys. They're good. But we don't have three, four, five, six, seven right now. When you're playing in Alabama in the playoff, you need to have the two backups mm-hmm. be just as good as your starters, right? Because you have to rotate those guys through, right? We have Kayvon Thibodeau, a number, you know, the first player probably taken mm-hmm. who's not a quarterback in the draft next year. We don't have the second Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, so the depth of an Oregon or an Oklahoma or a Texas moving to an SEC program, same, by the way, of if Boise moved up, if BYU moved up, it, it, it's tough depth-wise, to compete. So Oklahoma and Texas, again, are doing this for the money because they're not doing this to win more football games. Right. And remember Oklahoma's record in the college football playoff. They've been in it four times. They're 0-4. Oh, I, I right, tell them so, that quite often. Don't worry. Yeah, Oregon has one win. Oregon has one win. Oregon does have a win, but uh, Oklahoma is winless. Competitive games. They had a couple of chances, but uh, fell short. All right, coming up on the other side, what's in a name? What's in a name? Okay, we're going to talk about that. But first, let's find out what's trending right now. Speaking of a name, Ralph Irvin, folks. Ralph Irvin. That's That's me. That's you. Lots of sports going on today. But we'll start with Major League Baseball, where Arizona was able to come back and Tied up with the Cubs. Dalton Varsho, a two-run homer in the top of the fifth. And Arizona and Chicago tied it two as the Diamondbacks bat in the top of the seventh inning. Meanwhile, at Fenway, Boston gets a run on the scoreboard. Kike Hernandez, an RBI triple in the first. And the Red Sox with a 1-0 lead over the Yankees as they play now in the bottom of the second inning. The first day of the Olympics is officially in the books. And so far, 11 medals have been awarded. The top, well, three of them going to China. The Chinese have three gold, one bronze. They sit atop the medal standings. The first coming in shooting to Qian Yang. She takes the first shooting medal. The U.S. so far not yet to earn a medal. Six days ago, Richard Carapaz finished third in the Tour de France today. The Ecuadorian rider won the Olympic road racing cycling event, finishing over a minute ahead of the field. He is just the third Ecuadorian gold medal winner of all time. U.S. team action, lots of action. Softball, 3-0 so far in this tournament. They beat Mexico 2-0. Water polo, women's water polo, 25-4. They sink Japan. Women's soccer bounces back from midweek loss. They beat New Zealand 6-1. Men's volleyball sweeps France with a three sets to none win. And Juancho Hernan Gomez has been removed from the Spanish Olympic basketball team. That at the request of the Minnesota Timberwolves as Hernan Gomez is recovering from a separated shoulder. Now we send it back. It is Fox Sports Radio, Steve Hartman and Jeff Schwartz. All right. Well, don't go too far, Ralph, because I want to get you in on this discussion. All right. So... Big story this week was Deion Sanders, who is now the head football coach, second-year coach at Jackson State. And he walked out of his press conference when a reporter from the Clarion Ledger called him Dion. 
instead of what Deion Sanders had asked everybody to call him, which is Coach Sanders. Now, at some point during this press conference, an upset Dion said this. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. Don't call me Dion. If you call Nick Nick, you'll get cussed out on the spot. So don't do that to me. Treat me like Saban. Well, here was Nick Saban's response to what Deion Sanders had to say. Look, I respond to just about anything. And I've been called just about everything. So, um... Not, not something that's um, really important to me, but I think everybody should have the opportunity to sort of create or make uh, the way they, their expectation is of how they get addressed. And it's not something that's, that's really that significant to me. Yeah, so in other words, what Nick Saban is, is people have been calling me Nick for years. A lot of people call me Nick. Yeah. I don't know what Dion is talking about, that I have to be addressed as coach. I respond to everything, but he also made the point. If Dion Sanders makes it clear, don't call me Dion, call me Coach Sanders, call me Coach Sanders. Now, I, I wanted to bring in Ralph in on this uh, as well because, Ralph, you have a whole different mentality. I, I put it this way. I have always addressed, and I'm talking about football, okay? I don't care if the guy is an assistant, backup, tight end coach. I always refer to a football coach at any level as coach. It's just the way I've always done it. I've Even coaches that I've known on a personal level, I've always called coach when I'm addressing them, even in person. So that's been my mentality. But, Ralph, you, you have a completely different mindset on this. Well, in press conferences over – and, I mean, I've been doing this now for decades. In press conferences, coaches are referred to by their first name more often than not. And the interesting thing with this story is, first, Dion says, oh, I didn't walk off. I was at the end of my time. But then understand that he was upset with this publication because they had published something very recently about uh, a domestic issue mm. involving Dion from years back when he was in Dallas. So there's talk that he was just upset with this guy. But no, Nick Saban, John Gruden, um, Mike Riley, as you know, mm -hmm. in San Diego, Steve. I called him coach. I still call him and, coach. And most everyone else called him Mike. I mean, mm -hmm. you, that's that's your choice. That's how you... But most media members, especially beat media, mm -hmm. that work around this person, this is this isn't their coach. This right. is this is yeah. this is a guy, and I'm going to refer to him as his name because well, that's... that part of it makes sense to me, and it's weird because, like you say, he's not my coach. I mean, if he's coaching the team, he's the coach. I understand that. I don't know. I don't know about this, Jeff. I mean, I have always referred to football coaches in particular as coach. Well, I have because I played with them, and I still call you know I still see a lot of them. I still call them coach, uh, just as as not even respect, just like I just have always called them coach. And coaches, by the way, call everyone coach anyways. Like they'll like they'll call me coach too. It's just mm -hmm. long. They just it's what they do. Um, Dion got what he wanted out of this attention for Dion and Jackson State. There you go. That's what he got out of it. He doesn't really care. Look, calls him. I bet if he said, "Hey, prime time," he he'd be like fine with that, right? But he wants to get. You know, pub to mm -hmm. his program. This is the way to do it. Now, I understand if Dion said, hey, please call me Coach Sanders, and someone did not. But the first time it happened, I think you would just be like, hey, man, like, hey, I'd like to be called Coach Sanders. Okay, like, this wasn't, I think, I think it was the first time, maybe, right? Like, that, that this happened. Mm -hmm. um, and this man, he blew up on him. And then there's a video that comes out of someone called Nick Saban, Nick, eight or nine or 10 times. So, um, again, this was a ploy to get attention on him and his program, and it worked. It 100% worked. And, 
I think someone will call him Dion next press conference. I don't know, I don't know if it's going to change very much. Uh, to Ralph's point, some people are uncomfortable calling another grown man coach when you might be older than that coach. To call him coach might feel a little weird for oh, you. Oh, everyone I talk to now is younger than me. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I mean, seriously. I, I just, I'm just, I, I'm, I just, I'm I instinctively it. all. I call them coach. Now, if I were to say, all right, from now on, I want to be known as goat. Okay. Just call me goat. All right. And uh. like, <laughs> I mean, if, if, if he wants to be addressed by the media as coach Sanders, is that a problem? I, no, I think that, I think the issue with what he said was more about how he framed it with Nick Saban mm-hmm. because Nick Saban does not care, right? Yeah, right. Because he Nick. said you'll get cussed if, if out Dion, on the spot if you call him Nick. And Nick Dion Saban's had just like, said, no. "I will." If Dion had just said, "Hey, sir, I'd like to be called Coach Coach Sanders from yeah. now on," right? And that would in the middle of the press conference, he said that. Okay, great. It's now it's not a big story. I we might not even know about it, right? Maybe it's a blurb on Twitter or something. But instead, he blew up at this guy, and then he used Nick Saban, of course, which again was wrong because Nick Saban gets called Nick all the time, right? So that that's where the issue arised was he just incorrectly said, you know told us how Nick Saban would would respond again. Dion got what he wanted out of it. He got attention. Do you remember last year he started like three and oh, two mm-hmm. and one, something yeah. like that, and then yeah. I think they finished three and two, three and three. Did not much talk about about Coach Sanders anymore, right? Like this is a way to get his name back in the news. Interesting. That's I I I, I think you're a hundred percent right on this. He really doesn't care one way or the other. He was just trying to make noise. And by bringing Nick Saban's name into the conversation, it elevated the story, especially when he was completely wrong. He said, don't call me Dion. If you call Nick, Nick, he'll cuss you out on the spot. So don't do that to me. And Nick Saban's like, what are you talking about? People call me Nick all the time. I mean, yeah. so. Um, I mean, that's how people refer to other adults, to Ralph's point, right? Did so- you ever, ever address a coach during your playing career as anything other than coach? Ever uh, at any n- level? No, but I think. Were you ever? Did tr- you ever call a coach by his first name on the field in a practice oh, or anything else? No, 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 never. But um, I, when I was in Detroit, my offensive line coach was Ron Prince, and I was four years older than the next young, the next oldest guy in that room. So, I, mm-hmm. and I was only twenty nine, right. twenty nine thirty. So, I wasn't even that old. But Ron and I were just like had a good relationship because I was just an old guy and he was the, like, so I might've called him Ron, like in, in his, in his, you know, if we go spoke in his office, but not in right? front of everybody else. Probably not. No, no I, I don't think I'd ever have done that. No, mm-hmm. I'll just call him Ron, like in his office. But even, even then, that's probably the only coach I've ever done that with. I don't think I've done that with any other coach. Uh, and even now, if I saw my former coach, I'd be, Hey coach, mm-hmm. I would not call him by the first day. It just feels odd to me. I just because I call everyone coach for so many years. Well, a part of it also for Ralph is that he worked inside the UCLA athletic department for a number of years, so he sees all these coaches on a on a personal basis, you know, day in and day out. So you can't just call everybody coach, you know. You just it's, oh, you know. this predates that though. Hmm. I mean, this was you know when I was covering the Buccaneers, when I was covering the Chargers, when I was covering the Padres. I mean, back in the nineties. This is. I never code, and you know, Mike Riley is like the nicest individual ever to be called a coach. And I know people called him Mike. I never did. I always call him coach. It's just me. I'm sorry. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. It's just my preference. The problem is baseball managers. See, even in college level, baseball, they don't call them managers. They call him coach. Coach, coach, coach. Then I get a manager on and I go, what do I call this guy? I can't call him coach. Call him Skip. I don't like that. 
So I have to admit, some baseball managers, whether it was Bruce Bochy, a call him Boach, or uh, a Tommy Lasorda back in the day, Tommy, that's the only, like, managers. Why is that the only sport that major league, why, why aren't they coaches? What, manager? What's that about? I don't know. Threw me off my game on that one. All right, on the other side, uh, did you not predict the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship, Jeff? Probably. My basketball picks have not been have not been excellent. I did, okay. I did, but I did I did wager on the Bucks. And I made a lot of money at the end. Well, we talked about that last week, and yeah. we were thinking, yeah, that looks like the Bucks are ready to roll this thing out as they did. The question moving forward is: Is this now Giannis's league? Has Giannis surpassed LeBron, KD, Steph as the current face of the NBA? We'll talk about what's next for the NBA coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play steve harbin and jeff schwartz want to thank the crew today we had the real don on today working the board the real don how are you don all good i'm doing well doing really well it's really good to see you again great great to see you too are you are you masked up all all masked up again yeah it's it's no political statement i promise (laughs) well actually we we walk into the building now jeff and they got the mask signs back up so the math oh, signs dude, are back I'm, up again. I have to pack for, I started packing for LA and mm-hmm. well, I was like, babe, where are all the masks at? And so she pulled out the yeah. boxes. We have a mask and uh, oh, you're going to have to bring them out here. And, yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, for the air, obviously for the airplane, I, I, I knew I had to anyway. Sure. Um, Oh, the frustrating part is like I did everything I was told. Right. I, right. And I, that's I, what we were told. You get vaccinated, which we did, so, then you're yeah. okay. And apparently that's not the case. So Ralph Irvin, who's made his presence felt all day long. 
Ralph's upset about a, a buddy of mine at Fox Sports mm. who put out an all Pac-12 list. And there, there are some, Ooh, I heard there about some, this. There are some gripes that are legitimate, but uh, hey. fired up over the linebacking core of uh, Well, of no, how about, how about he has uh, Eric Weddle on the list and he didn't actually play in the Pac-12? Yeah, I, there's some When he was at Utah, selections. they weren't in the conference, right? I know. Oh, no, correct. So how could he be on the all-pack? Don't, over don't get Steve started on Jerry Robinson or... or, or uh, uh, Kenny Easley? Or Kenny Easley. Come on, three-time AP first-team All-Americans, yeah, like, I mean, members of the College look, Football Hall the, of Fame? How are they not in? The, 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 the tough part about these lists yeah. is they need to be done by errors, right? Because it, you can make the case... Kenny Easley would have been great in any era. I'm, but my my point about like okay is that for quarterback or for wide or for lineman right like a lineman in the '60s is probably not as good as Jonathan Ogden right? Well, I There's, don't know. Like, How do you compare <laughs> John Elway with Andrew Luck? I'm based on what they did at Stanford. You know that John Elway never got to a single bowl game in right. four years at Stanford. Well, and this is and this is the thing about Matt Leiner on this list is the, the best Pac-12 quarterback. I disagree with that. I think there's many other options for that. He was very successful at USC during that time period, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's easily is he better the most than Andrew talented. Luck. I don't think he's better than Mariota. Mm. All right, there you go. Um, you know, is he better than Carson Palmer? Carson Palmer was a one-year wonder at USC. If you look at his first four years at USC, he had a redshirt year that ended after about three games. He was a gross underachiever for four years, and then he had an explosive fifth year, the year he won the Heisman. Um, Matt Liner was dominant for three years. Yeah, he's known Cade McNown. Cade McNown's in the uh, College Football Hall of Fame, deservedly so. He had two yeah, huge they, years they, at UCLA. Yeah, but that, I'll never forgive that team for that, that loss mm. the, to the Hurricanes mm. in 98 to end the season. That was unforgivable. Uh, I want to uh, quickly acknowledge our great producer, Lee Lap, right now. Lee, uh, just getting back to the Aaron Rodgers situation, your prediction. What do they mean by last dance? What I do they believe mean? this is the last dance. They will be coming up on their last season in Green Bay. All right, so you're going to see Rodgers to Devontae Adams in 2021. And they'll win it all. There you go. So that's his prediction. There you go. Got that one in. Hey, uh, I want another prediction from you, Jeff, on the Milwaukee Bucks. Now that they are the NBA champions for the first time in 50 years, and Giannis was absolutely spectacular. Incredible, right? He had that hyperextended knee. We're thinking even if he plays in the finals, he'll be a shadow of himself. He was out of this world. So in your opinion now, is Giannis past Steph, Katie, LeBron as the face of the NBA? I mean, today, at the moment, sure. I don't think it's the face of the NBA. Look, I got to give him credit, uh, Holzer, their coach, their team. I mean, I thought that this team was, and, and it's interesting because no one's really praising Boonholzer, their coach, for anything in the in, in the in the finals. We're, we're praising Giannis. I didn't think Giannis had this level of play in him. He was fabulous. He deserves all the credit he deserves. He's a very likable superstar, right? Uh, he's very humble, down to earth. Obviously, in big moments, plays better, which is fantastic, which is what you want from your superstars. But, you know, this feels like a, a one-hit wonder type team. Um, you look at a healthy a healthy Nets team, healthy Clippers team, which, of course, is an issue because Kawhi's never, never healthy. Kawhi's healthy not Lakers even going to play. They say Kawhi, if he plays at all next yeah, year, uh, it's going to be late yeah, in the season. A, a, healthy, a, healthy, a healthy Lakers team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it gives credence to staying home, right, and, and getting, you know, and building something. Now, again, 
it's easy to stay home when you have a Chris Middleton and you have mm-hmm. a Drew Holiday and you have players there that can fill the the you know the role spot. You know, for example, LeBron in Cleveland was able to do that. There weren't he weren't good enough players around him. So um, it was fun to watch Giannis. It was fun to watch that team play. It was fun to watch Milwaukee celebrate and and win with fans in the crowd. We talked about that earlier with the Olympics. But this is. He's not the face of the league, in my opinion. I don't think anyone will be until LeBron leaves. And then after LeBron's out, we can talk about who that might be. All right. Let me ask you this, because I know you like to wager a little bit. Uh, are you all of these Olympic Games? you feel like there's there's some easy money to be made on these Olympic Games? I mean, probably like USA softball, mm. uh, women's soccer. I know they lost their first match. Maybe women's soccer. Um I mean, I, I don't think I could bet on, on the USA men's basketball team right now. Um, I wouldn't you know, bet on them right now. Uh, I mean, where's their mindset? Maybe some, maybe some, uh, maybe some track and field. I, dude, I, I am not going to gamble on the Olympics. I gamble a lot of things. I mean, maybe. No, I can't imagine I do it. I, I, I just can't see myself. Are you putting that. out a future bet on your San Francisco Giants to win the World Series right now as they maintain the best record no, but in I all have, Major League Baseball? I have a Beating plus... the Dodgers three out of four at Dodgers Stadium. Thank Are you, you all Thank in? Thank you, Jensen. Thank you, Kinley Jensen. I have <laughs> um, I have a future NL West ticket on them, though. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.